Hi, I'm Margie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome to God in the Real World. Avatar, may her baba ki jay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of God in the Real World. I am one of your hosts, Margie Connor, and I'm with my soul sister and co-host, Michelle McKeever. Hi, everyone. Um, this week, we are doing a podcast on a topic that Michelle came up with. Um, she's going to talk all about it, and I think it's awesome, I, but I can't wait to hear more, so I'm going to pass it over <laughs> to her. <laughs> well, we just, like, surprise each other with podcasts. Um, <laughs> hi, everybody. Um, so, I'm just going to give a disclosure that I'm a little – I was telling Margie before we, we hopped on, we were chatting – and I'm feeling a little weepy today. So just mm-hmm. we're, we're doing it's just one of those Sunday afternoons, a little rainy here in DC, and we're a little weepy. So I'm very happy to be in community with all of you whenever and wherever you're listening, just to start it off, just remembering that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start us off actually with a story. Um, I'm going to read us a story from That's How It Was, Stories of Life with Mayor Baba, written by Eric Jessawala. Um, and so if you're listening, you can maybe take a deep breath, get cozy. It's not super long. Um, it's actually pretty short. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, um, don't get too cozy. And, and then we'll kind of go from there. But I'm just going to start, start with the words first. So this story is entitled, A Good Laugh for Baba. Sometimes people ask, what was the most humorous event you can remember with Mayor Baba? There were many humorous incidents I can recall. And Baba's sense of humor was so perfect that even relatively minor things could become a source of great amusement for us all. But I happen to recall one time when Baba was greatly amused at something. Would you like to hear it? It so happened that we were on a must tour. On this particular occasion, we were traveling by car and I was driving. Baba sat beside me on the front seat. We were driving through a town and we were just on the outskirts when the crowd on the road became very dense. There were so many people in front of us that we could barely move. I was concentrating on inching the car forward, trying to find a path through the sea of humanity Impatient because Baba was always in a hurry when we traveled, and I thought he would not be pleased at this unexpected delay. But as I was driving, I suddenly became aware of Baba's body shaking. I could feel the vibrations of the car seat, and I glanced over and saw that Baba was laughing heartily. In fact, more heartily than I'd ever seen him laugh before. Of course, Baba made no sound when he laughed, but he would go red in the face and his body would shake with the laughter contained inside. When I saw Baba in such a mood, I was so surprised I asked him why he was laughing. Baba pointed to the side of the road. Up ahead, where Baba was pointing, was a shrine of some saintly person. That was why there were so many people on the road. Apparently, it was the anniversary of the saintly person's death, and so many people were coming to bow down and pay their respects. Uh, Yes, Baba, I said, not able to see what was so funny. Baba pointed to someone in the crowd. There were so many people, it was hard for me to know whom Baba was pointing to. Baba gestured that the man was wearing a hat and a coat 
but there were many who were. That man? I asked as I described the man I thought Baba meant. Baba shook his head. No, and pointed again. Oh, that man who's just about to bow down at the shrine? Baba nodded. Yes, and then gestured. He is bowing down to himself. Hmm. From this, I understood that in a previous life, that man had been the saintly person that all had come to honor. But see the fun? The saintly person in a new incarnation had also come come and was now bowing down in reverence to his own tomb. This fun and illusion was a great joke for Baba. The end. Wow. I lo- <laughs> I've heard that story before, but I love it. You know, it's one of these things that I, so I was flipping through this book and Margie, as I was telling you before, I was, you know, thinking of like a topic in a story and I was like, I want to do one on suffering or on sadness or on depression and how you, whatever. And then, and so I wouldn't, I didn't even want to go to this story that's entitled a good laugh for Baba. Cause I was like, that's not going to be the one today. I'm mad at Baba. <laughs> like exactly. Like I'm mad and it's not about laughter today. It's about like the dark side of uh, being a human and a spiritual, uh, what is it, a spiritual being and a human body, whatever that there's a phrase like that. Um, spiritual aspirant, <laughs> I think. They, yes, exactly. And so I, and then of course it was, this was the one. And I think, for me, um, I can start, kind of just start talking about like what it spoke with to me. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts too. But I think yeah, for me, one of the big things is like, I've been really struggling with how I see myself um, as like a person in my physical body, um, in my mental body, emotional body, and just like really struggling with like feeling a sense of compassion, love, and care for who I am. You know, I've been really, really working with that. Um, you know, that part of like self image, um, mm-hmm. that can sometimes get a little tattered <laughs> from <laughs> years of, you know, whether it be negative self-talk or negative talk from others or societal messages or whatever it might be. Um, and so I was really struggling with that. And, when I read this story again, um, so I have read it before, um, it just made me think a lot about like the way we see ourselves versus the way Baba sees us. And so in the story, you know, with the man bowing down, you know, like, and Baba seeing him and Baba seeing this man for all of who he is for the saint he, he, he was and for the human that he is. And, like how Baba sees it with such lightness and levity versus like, you know, I don't know what was going through that man's thoughts, but I know a lot of times when I bow down, it's, Oh God, please help me be different. You know, mm-hmm. please help me be better. Please help me love you more. Please help. It's a lot of help, help, help to fix what's not feeling right. And so mm-hmm. um, anyway, I was just thinking about that and thinking about how, what if I could see myself, how Baba sees me you know, um, if it's hard for me to see myself as I should be seen right now, like what if I saw myself as Baba sees me and what might that look like? (laughs) I think often this is actually, it's interesting that you come up because this is something that I'm struggling with and is, 
I feel like so much of our experience as spiritual aspirants and lovers of Baba, especially is loving Baba and how much, how much more can we love Baba? But we often, at least for myself, I forget that Baba loves me. Mm -hmm. And so I've had the other day, I was having a rough day and I was just crying and saying, Baba, I love you so much. Like, why do I feel, why do I feel lonely? And why do I feel unloved? And I almost feel like Baba was saying, it's because you're not letting my love get in. Oh, yeah. And I, and of course I just like broke down hysterically crying, understanding that, you know, we build such an identity around giving Baba our love and our ego starts, our ego always has a way of getting in. And really so much of this journey is learning to receive that divine love too. I think in the beginning with Baba, we have that honeymoon phase where everything, you're just like, I just feel so much love. <laughs> and, then, <Yep. laughs> and then that goes away and it's about loving Baba, which that, I mean, the thing is loving God feels so good that I, I think for me, I often don't, I forget that I'm not letting Baba love me back. Or yeah. I'm blocking Baba's love. Yeah. And that like, um, Oh my gosh, it just totally went out of my head. I was just <laughs> thinking about like how that like honeymoon phase, like, oh yes. So that honeymoon phase is also like in so many different aspects of our lives, right? Like in relationships, in like <clears throat> our relationships with our bodies, like all of it, right? Like the, you get kind of like this initial like, oh, this is so lovely. Like a lot of, and then all of a sudden it's like, not all of a sudden, over time it kind of shifts and like, I find for myself that I usually go into like a self-loathing versus like mm. a can creating a deeper connection or seeing, seeing how I am seen by the other person. Um, I'm getting all like mixed in my head, but basically like, no, you're making sense. Um, I just, you know, I think that this idea that like we give love, right. We love, we love Baba. We, you know, we love other people, we do all that. And just like the forgetting so much of how much we are loved yeah. in that too. And how seen we are by Baba, by other people that we're in relationship with, whatever it might be. Um, but I think it's really easy and we're really conditioned to not see that um, and to see, you know, to just like kind of go from the negative space on inside ourselves, you know, like, um, and that's like, surely like not the best use of our time, but <laughs> no, I think you, I think you make a really good point that, you know, from like the way we're kind of raised and society standards, it's almost like wrong to say we're so loved, yeah. you know, because it's like, oh, then we're self-centered or we're egotistical or we think so much of ourselves, et cetera. But really if we were to accept the fact that we are so loved, we are loved beyond we are beyond our capability of loving. Then, you know, if we could experience like just, if we could let ourselves experience just a, a moment of how much Baba really loves us, we would never doubt ourselves. And I think like, think about a relationship, you know, you don't, when, when you feel that love, it can carry through for years and years and years and years. And you build an entire relationship on that. Think about that. And that's not even God's love. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're feeling that love constantly with that person. Relationships kind of, you know, they have their 
ebb and their flow and each person goes to their own experience, but then you come back to that love and it kind of gives you that, um, that, um, strength to keep going. Yeah. But imagine if we really felt just how much Baba loves us, Mm. all of our like self-worth that we have and stories we tell ourselves of how we're not good enough or this would, would fade away because how could someone or something love us that much if we were not completely worthy of it? Yeah. You know, I have a really beautiful story that I'd like to share. Please. Um, and when you were reading this, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is exactly what I saw. But um, I was at the Yusahavas and I didn't really have a very emotional Yusahavas during it at all. Um, and I'm a, I'm a crier. I feel like my, <laughs> I, I like to say I'm very somatic. I just really experience things <laughs> on a real on a physical it. level. Um, but so I was sitting at Dooney and all of a sudden I just started tears started rubbing running down my cheeks because I was looking at the Dooney and all of the campers and all of the staff members who were going up to take Darshan it was like they were totally gone and I saw Baba in each and every one of them bowing down to himself and I just started like crying and crying and crying because it's like you know we think we're giving Darshan to Baba but it's by his compassion he the the baba inside of us bows down to himself like that is how great his love is and it was it was i I don't really know how to sum it up in in words i feel like things of the of true love like that are so hard to explain but i every single person i just saw baba with so much tender love and devotion bowing down to himself in the absolute perfect way in all of these it was like I had this gratitude towards Baba and it just made me cry that he allows us to mm. bow down to him to he comes through us and allows us to bow down to him love that yeah, that's was- so beautiful I also love those moments where you can look around and just see like the like essence of like who we all are which like yeah is Baba. And I think the too, Baba like in everyone. Mm-hmm. And then in ourselves, like, you know, like it's like, how do we continue to talk to ourselves? Like we would talk to Baba, right. To talk to ourselves, like we would talk to the highest and most beloved <laughs> because that is who we are. Right. Not mm-hmm. fully. We are not fully God realized in that way, but like we are, you know, manifestations of the divine. And so how do we continue to bring that, like see that image within ourselves and, and treat and speak to that part of ourselves more and more on the path to like self-love, which I think without that, it gets harder to love God. Yeah. Um, And I think I always say, self self acceptance is the most important ingredient on the step to self realization so until we accept everything that we are there's absolutely no way that we can realize that we are god yeah actually i had this thought the other day um i've been doing a lot of like inner child work and sort of dealing with that and i had this thought of like i wonder if baba had to heal his inner child because baba was so perfectly human yeah. 
you know, that it's like, we see Baba and he's always, he's always giving so much love to everybody, but Baba was perfectly human. I mean, to like, even in the way that he had like mood swings and things like that, Baba Mm -hmm. was in no way this perfect. I mean, he was perfect, but he wasn't this ideal being. Yeah. He was perfectly human. And so I had this like sense of like um, companionship that, wow, even Baba had to go through like, you know, the, the whatever people call it, the dark night of the soul kind of feeling. Yeah. And like, I'm not alone even in that. Baba experienced that. Yeah. And in the like experience, yeah. And the experiences of being in a human body, right. And, and Baba's body, especially in a human body that experienced a lot of trauma and suffering and like how he just kept he you know like that image of like god you know just kept being fully at peace (laughs) you know like um in a deeper sense but i think about that like i think about this a lot like you know it's not like baba was by societal standards like the like i mean i think he is very beautiful obviously but like you know if you showed him to pictures of people who had no idea of Baba's, they'd probably be like, okay, it's just like a guy. Right. And like, yet we see him as like beautiful, right. As handsome as just, you know, like I could look at a picture of Baba for like hours. Right. And have, um, and you know, that that's the other aspect that I keep thinking about. Like if I could just, see myself a little bit like that you know a little bit more like that and like recognize like even it's not necessarily even seeing me as Michelle McKeever but seeing like me as like the soul that loves God you know and as the part of God's experience yeah or even got to see how not necessarily even how Bob sees it but just how others see us it's so funny how we are we are the piece that stops us from being able to see ourselves as we actually are Mm. You know, like, I know so many people who if they, and I don't mean this in a way of like, um, oh, I'm so full of myself or whatever. But I just know for a fact that if I were to ask people what they thought of me, it would be love and adoration. And, you know, people could have this long list of things that, you know, I am. Yeah. And if you asked me to make that list, I probably would start with a list of all of my faults. Oh, my God. Did I ever <laughs> you know, say about like- my journal entry that I wrote when I was like 10? Oh gosh. No. So my friends and I found this like years ago, but I think about it like actually a lot. There's journal entry friend. I think I was around 10 and it's like, I was like writing about how I was upset because my crush didn't like me back. And which is so apropos. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I wrote like, okay, like here are three things that like I hate about myself and it was like Mm. fat ugly dumb and then I continued to name more than three which is like so sad but like those were like the top three and then it was like three things I like about myself funny nice something else crossed out so Mm. like that was like where 10 year old me was which like I read that and it's so still me you know like so still work I'm still doing and it's just like heart wrenching create that feeling um of just like oh like we don't see ourselves at versus like now I look back at like pictures of 10 year old me right or videos or whatever I think about 10 year old me and I'm just like so full of love and awe and compassion of 
who she was, right? Yeah, and how cute she was and how was sweet so and loving. <laughs> right? And I'm sure like 60-year-old me will look back at 30-year-old me and be like, oh my God, that girl, she was fantastic, right? Like, and it's like this like idea where it's hard. I, you were saying like, it's hard to see ourselves for who we are in the moment. Um, and it's like, I think where I might have some hope is that if I can see the charge to see myself as Baba sees me, that might help me when I'm stuck (laughs) in the low level. Like if I can, if I can chalk it up to like, actually it's part of my path to see myself as Baba would see me. Like as I, how you really see me, you know, Yeah. which would be in every story I read and everything I hear about Baba and everything I know is that he would see me with the utmost love and compassion and perfection and perfection and joy. Yeah. He would giggle at my, he would, he, he would giggle at the ways that I did not fully realize how truly wonderful I was. Just like he giggled at this man bowing down to himself, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and I, Also, I think the ego has a way of weaponizing everything in us. And so we do a lot of work to not be too full of ourselves, you know, to not um, like to not think too highly of ourselves. Yeah. But then we don't do as much work or we don't want to spend as much time doing the work to like not think about how bad we are. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same, it's like the overswinging of the pendulum, you know, we're doing all this work to make sure that we're not too full of ourselves, too, you know, too high ego. And so we go to the low ego and then we don't want to spend time there because it's painful. And if we just accepted that we just are and that we are just loved no matter what, and if you just do your best, then you really are doing, and it's so much easier, it's so much easier said than done. But there was this, um, I just watched this video of Charles Haynes talking and he told the story of talking about Elizabeth and how she was so practical in her love for Baba, like everything, even when she was finding the center in Myrtle beach, she, um, I guess they went to go look at a place in California and they were, it was beautiful and they were driving and she's so happy and she's, and then all of a sudden it starts getting colder and colder. And when she gets to the top of the mountain, she gets out and everyone is, you know, everyone that she's with is having to put sweaters on. And she, she said immediately. And I just knew that wasn't the place. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like and uh charles said something that you know elizabeth never spoke of being of hearing baba or any of this but all she did was do her best with the understanding that sometimes she'll be wrong but if it was done for baba it doesn't matter mm. you know and i think we get we get caught up on did i really do the best thing when it's like it's all about trying to do your best And if you give it to him with love, even if it is like the most backwards thing in the world that you totally got the message wrong, (laughs) you still did it with the intention of loving him. And then he's so grateful. Hmm. I love that. And I'm thinking about a situation that I'm going through right now um, where I feel like I've done something so wrong, right? And Mm -hmm. continued to like, go so wrong and when you were just saying that I was just feeling the like relief of though like I was not I was doing this because of Baba like it wasn't right (laughs) right it didn't end up being right in the way that like I had imagined it being and like 
I was walking with Baba on the path, you know, and yeah. I think that like memory and that realization and that like the, also the remembrance that like what is wrong in in relationship with Baba versus like what is just is, you know, or what is just the experience you need to have um, and having a little bit more trust in him on that as well. Yeah. We also do a bit of like playing God of thinking that we really do know what's best because mm-hmm. this situation that you're in, it's like, oh, I did the wrong thing when maybe it's exactly where Baba, he went to absolute yep. lengths to like orchestrate this entire scenario for you to, to learn, you know, whatever lesson you have to learn or to, or make- to affect somebody else's life, you know, yeah. in a way that needed to be affected. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's, he does everything for a reason. And so we do this thing of like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really do my best or like that really, you know, like I didn't do the right thing or I did something so wrong when it's like, you're actually taking the credit away from Bob in a way because what you did is exactly what he had planned. Yeah. Yeah. He really does make it easy for us. It's hard, but he makes it easy for us. Yeah. This gives like an out in every situation of just remembering that it's for him and of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Do you feel like we should close it up there? Or do I you feel have like anything it's, else that's kind of I on think your heart? I feel like it's a quick but hopefully powerful to others listening to. Um, just that, I think just that remembrance of seeing ourselves as Baba would see us and of loving ourselves as Baba would love us or does love us, you know, seeing yourself as Baba does see us and loving ourselves as Baba does love us. Yeah. And knowing that only, you know, Oh, I think this is so key that only, you know, what your best is. Mm. And if you live trying to figure out what other people see as your best you're really not following D- Baba's divine order, which is do oh, your best. Yeah. You know, and so I think a lot of us try to act like, oh, how can I do the best? Baba never says do the best. He says do your best. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Margie, for coming on this journey with me today. This is a good topic. I like this. For listening to my story. Yeah. <laughs> thank you to Baba. Thank you for sharing for it. it. Yeah. Thank you, Baba. Um, would you close us out with a beloved God prayer? Sure. Honor. Would you rather do it? I was going to ask you. Oh, should we rock, paper, scissors for it? All right. Pick a number between. Oh, I know it wouldn't work because I'm the one picking the number. No, no. This You're ready? Do rock. Ready? We're going to do rock, paper, scissors. Do it in okay. your hand. Ready? Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, shoot. shoot. I got I rock. Did a rock. What did you oh, do? Oh, shoot. All right. Try it okay. again. All right. Listen, rock, ready? Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Scissors. I did paper. Oh, okay. So that means I say it? I guess. Or you get to okay. say it. <laughs> okay, I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Beloved God, help us all to love you more and more and more and more and still yet more. 
until we become worthy of union with you. And help us all to hold fast to Baba's Daman until the very end. Avatar, Meher Baba, Ki Jai. Mm-hmm.